Hello, this is Gary Hutchins with the Sunny Slope Church of Christ in Omaha, Nebraska. This is today's Bible class, a short Bible study every single day, seven days a week, only about 13 or 14 minutes long, but it keeps us in God's word. And that's crucial for our faith because faith comes by hearing the word of God, Romans 10 and verse 17. So the more we're in God's word, the stronger our faith should be and the closer we should be to God. And that's so studying his word every day is important for the, from the aspect of our relationship with God. Help people in your life by sharing these studies with them through Facebook friends, text messages, other technological means. You may help them grow in their faith. You may help them come to God. You may help them get to heaven. So make that commitment and start sharing today and every day with everybody you can. We're going to continue in our new line of thought and study. And I've entitled this as a theme, No Guts, No Glory. So we've talked about people who want to achieve certain things. They want to accomplish certain goals, but they don't want to really put in the commitment that is necessary to accomplish those goals. So they hold back. Well, you know, some people, they want to, they want to be a millionaire. Well, that's not going to happen accidentally, <laughs> unless maybe you are in a family that has millionaires as, you know, uh, parents and grandparents, and you are, you know, looking forward to someday receiving an inheritance that might be worth a million dollars. Who knows? But that's going to be rather rare, isn't it? So most people who want to have a million dollars, they want to make a million dollars, they've got to go to work and at some particular endeavor to earn that money. Well, that's going to take commitment. It's going to take dedication. It's going to take some, some groundwork kind of research to determine what can I do? What kind of a job, what kind of, of a profession can I pursue to really give me the realistic opportunity to make a million dollars? Well, most people, they don't want to do that kind of work. They don't want to make that kind of commitment. They don't want to work 50 or 60 or 70 hours a week a whole lot of the time. Uh, they just want the million dollars. <laughs> you know? A lot of people, they want more money, but they don't want to have to put in extra time at work in order to earn that money. They want the benefits of really working hard, but they don't want to work hard to gain those benefits. They just want the benefits. Well, again, we talked about somebody has this aspiration to climb Mount Everest. Well, it's going to take a whole lot of commitment, preparation, thought, planning, conditioning. And then you're going to have to actually go through the physical process of making that climb. Nobody climbs Mount Everest just walking around one day. Nobody wins a race on a racetrack without getting on that track and starting to run that race whether it's, you know, a foot race or whether it is in a car, car race. Accomplishment of goals don't just happen without pursuing those accomplishments, making commitment, making the commitment that is necessary in order to accomplish those goals. When we talk about many people, they, they long to own a new home. Well, you're going to have to make the commitments that go along with owning a new home. And if you're not ready to make those commitments, you're never going to own a new home. Live in relationships, as I have continually emphasized for many years in teaching on this particular subject, they typically fail. Now, I know you see them all around you. They're about as normal now as far as 
numbers are concerned, as are legal marriages. But live-in relationships usually fail because of one basic fact, and that is a live-in relationship lacks full commitment. I know that a whole lot of people who are in live-in relationships right now would protest, and they'd say, no, that's not true. We're just as committed as if we had that, that marriage certificate. You don't have, a, have, a, have to have a piece of paper in order to be really committed to one another. Well, okay, why don't you get married? Well, well no, see, they don't want to get married because they don't want to make that commitment. And when you're not ready to make a full commitment to the marriage relationship, watch out, because that relationship is probably going to fail. Well, as we have then made the application, began to do last time, this same principle is true on the spiritual side of life. A whole lot of people want the blessings that God offers us, but they don't want to make the commitment to live for God. They don't want to make the commitment to live by his teachings. They don't want to have to attend church services all the time. They don't want to have to read their Bible. They don't want to have to make the commitment to live a faithful life, which means giving up worldly practices, sinful pursuits. They want the blessings. They just don't want to make the commitment. Well, if you want the blessings of forgiveness and salvation and redemption through Jesus Christ, if you want eternal life, to live in the glories of heaven, then you've got to have the courage, you've got to have the guts to make the commitment to live the faithful, dedicated Christian life on a consistent basis. Otherwise, no guts, no glory. The Bible is clear. You cannot expect salvation if you're not willing to become a Christian. Now, some people will say, well, what about all those other religious groups out there? that aren't Christian. They don't necessarily believe in Jesus Christ, but they believe in God, and they're, they're religious. Well, some of them don't even necessarily believe in God. They may worship some kind of idol or some kind of rock or something. But what about them? There's, so many, there's millions of them, maybe billions in some cases. Uh, Jesus said, I am the way, the truth, and the life. No one comes to the Father except through me. John 14 and verse 6. God demonstrated his own love toward us in that while we were still sinners, Christ died for us. Romans 5 and verse 8. God's way for us is through Jesus Christ. And that's the only way to God, the only way to eternal life, the only way to heaven. So we've got to make that commitment and so if there are religious groups out there that do not believe in Jesus, well, again, they need to get on the right track. Is it going to cause them some, some difficulties, some anxiety perhaps to come to that determination that they have to leave that old religion that they've been living for so long and maybe their families have been steeped in for generations? Well, maybe so but no guts, no glory. We've got to come to God not just some way. We've got to come to God his way. Hebrews 11 and verse 6, without faith it is impossible to please him. He who would come to God must believe that he is and that he is a rewarder of those who diligently seek him. John 
8 and verse 24, Jesus said, I said, therefore, that you will die in your sins. For if you do not believe that I am he, you will die in your sins. Jesus is the only way to God. Jesus is the only way to the glories of heaven and eternal life therein. In Galatians 2 and verse 16, the apostle Paul wrote this. Knowing that a man is not justified by the works of the law, but by faith in Jesus Christ. Even we have believed in Christ Jesus that we might be justified by faith in Christ and not by the works of the law. For, the, for by the works of the law, no flesh shall be justified. Well, what is Paul saying there? If we want to stand justified before God, we can only stand justified through Jesus Christ. Again, you cannot be justified before God without faith in Christ. And now, when we're talking about faith in the New, in, in, in the New Testament, we're not talking about simply a belief alone. We're not talking about simply making a statement, uh, yeah, I, have, I believe in Jesus now. You know, that's, that's intellectual, and that's very surface-level kind of faith. Now, when I say intellectual, I'm talking about intellectual agreement. I've come to the decision that I believe in Jesus. Okay, great. What are you going to do with that belief? Uh, I thought that was all there was. All I needed to do, just believe. A whole lot of churches teach that. Just believe. Uh, no, that's not what real saving faith is. In James chapter 2, James talks about what real faith, effective faith, is. We can call it saving faith. And so James goes into great depth and detail describing such faith. In verse 17, he says, uh, Thus also faith by itself, if it does not have works, is dead. Huh. Just believing, he's saying? That's dead faith. In verse 18, he says, someone will say, you have faith and I have works. Show me your faith without your works, and I will show you my faith by my works, James writes. Now, James is writing God's word here. And so he is identifying, describing, analyzing what real faith is. And he goes on and he says, you believe that there is one God? Or, or let's, let's broaden that. Do you believe in God? Yeah, I believe in God. I think we could even broaden that to say, you believe in Jesus, Jesus the Christ as God's Son and your Lord and Savior. Yeah, yeah, I believe, I believe. James says, um, even the demons believe and tremble. The demons? The demons in hell. They believe. You think there's any being anywhere that has any more absolute belief, confidence, intellectual agreement? that God exists and that Jesus is God the Son? <laughs> the demons believe. James says they believe so much they tremble at that reality. And then he goes on in verse 20 and he says, do you want to know, O foolish man, that faith without works is dead? Uh, so he's made that statement twice now. He talks about Abraham and what he did. In verse 22, do you see that faith was working together with his works, and by works, faith was made perfect? And then, once more, he says, 
in verse 26, as the body without the spirit is dead, so faith without works is dead also. And then in verse 24, he said, you see that a man is justified by works and not by faith only. And that's the only verse in the entire New Testament that has the phrase faith only, and it is preceded by the word by the words not by faith only. Faith has to put in, has to be put into action, has to be put into action through obedience and dedication and commitment in order to be saving faith, in order to be real faith as taught in the New Testament scriptures. Are you ready to have that kind of faith? No guts, no glory. Let's pray. Father in heaven, thank you for blessing us with the clarity of the instructions that you have laid out for us in your word as to guide us to an eternal home with you in heaven. Thank you, Father, so much. Help us to live by those teachings and to help other people see their need to do so as well. Help us to be the example you want us to be before others and all to your glory, Father. Please be merciful with us, gracious, patient with us. Please forgive us and please hear our prayer, gracious Father. In Jesus' name, amen.